Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, the show where we get tips and tricks from experts on how you can land your next job. And today we're discussing some tips for job-seeking educators, and we're going to be talking with expert Susan Minder, Director of Human Resources at Pewaukee School District. Now, before we explore today's topic, could you describe your experience related to this topic as well as your current role at Pewaukee Schools, Susan? Sure. Thank you, Katie, for having me on today. I'm currently the Director of Human Resources with Pewaukee School District. This is my 12th year with the school district. I have a total of 29 years in human resources in all kinds of areas of human resources, but primarily in recruitment. And those include past industries in um, hospitality in the healthcare setting, as well as in the industrial distribution area. So long experience with hiring different types of candidates. So how, you said that you have been at Pewaukee Schools for about 12 years. So I've seen you, I'm sure that you've seen a lot of people come in and interview for different positions. So could you tell us about what your process is when you're looking to hire an educator? So we post all of our positions to open for every every candidate. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing is for a candidate to read over the qualifications, um, make sure that they're qualified and hold the qualifications necessary for that position, and then carefully follow the application instructions that are posted. Mm-hmm. For example, when we post jobs on MilwaukeeJobs.com, we refer them to a third-party site called WeCan. And it's very critical that they follow those application instructions or I won't be able to review their resumes. So just following the application instructions is one of the first things they need to do. Okay. And then, um, you know, after they submit the application and then what's your process? Do you just review all the the applications and then decide who you want to do? I mean, do phone screens or do you bring them in right for an in-person interview? What's next? Typically for our our teacher candidates, we um, review the applications with the principal that's doing the hiring. The principal decides which candidates um, he or she wants to interview, and it goes a lot by the qualifications. So, for example, if we're looking for a third-grade teacher, mm-hmm. we get several hundred applications. Um, we might look for somebody who has some student teaching in third grade. We might look for Reader's Writer's Workshop. We might look for specific things on their resume or application that make them stand out and make, a, make them more attractive to our district. We would then call them in for a screening interview. And typically our screening interviews are about 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That way we're able to see maybe 20 or 30 applicants in a very short period of time. Then we whittle that down to probably no more than four to six finalists. Okay. Part of our process is to have the applicant then come back for a second interview. They'll interview with teachers Mm -hmm. as well as teach a lesson to actual students. And that's a critical part of our interviewing process because how can you judge a teacher unless you actually see them teach? Right. And would you say that's uh, a typical thing that most school districts do, you know, to bring in like one of their final candidates to have them teach an actual lesson to actual students? Um, I know of a couple that do it, but not, it's not a general practice. It's something that we started a number of years ago and have found it extremely valuable in being able to sort out the finalists for that position. All right. And I imagine since these individuals will be working with children of various ages that, you know, some kind of background check is required 
once once you get to a certain point. So at what point do you like do those background checks and um, what's kind of your process with that? Sure. Once we have gotten down to our finalist candidate, um, first of all, every finalist um, has a final interview with our superintendent. Mm-hmm. And before that process takes place, we would do reference calls and we would also do a background check through the Department of Justice. Okay. So that's one of the screening processes. And candidates are told up front that um, we do background checks on every single potential employee that comes across. We do it for employees as well as volunteers. Okay. So um, it's a very careful process, obviously, because we need to safeguard our children. Mm-hmm. And what about state certification? Do you do you only look to see that they are certified in your state, or do you take a deeper look and look at their praxis results or you know different test results? We're not able to consider praxis results as far as a qualification. Okay. Um, if they're eligible for a teaching license mm-hmm. in the state of Wisconsin, then um, we certainly can consider them. They need to be able to qualify to teach the subject that we have open. So, for example, if they, um, if we have a sixth grade position available and they're only licensed to teach first through third grade, mm-hmm. they cannot be mm-hmm. eligible. So, we do need to look at carefully what subjects and what age groups they're actually licensed to teach. Okay. Now, is it common for educational institutions to require the submission of like you know, previous student work or a statement of teaching philosophy or some sort of unique lesson plan along with the application? Typically, we certainly they can attach that all as part of their weekend application. And I, I commonly have um, educators do that. We don't require those things. We do require a cover letter. We do require um, a resume, an application, transcripts, and their copy of their license or their verification of program completion. However, it is very nice when we're interviewing if we can look at those supplementary information, and we really let it up to the applicant as to how they present it. I don't really care for applicants that come in with a portfolio and they simply push it across the table to me. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have them incorporate that as part of the interview. So, for example, if they're answering a question, if they can open their portfolio and actually say, here's an example of a lesson that we were just talking about. That's a much better way of presenting the information in a valuable way during a short time that we have with an interview. So you've been giving us some really great tips and advice for job seekers who are looking to find a position when they're teaching. Um, Would you have any additional tips or advice for them to really help them stand out with their application? Because you, you mentioned that there were several hundred applicants for one position, right? Right. One of the things that makes people stand out is if they've done their research about Pewaukee schools. Mm -hmm. And that takes the place of whenever you're applying to any employer. One of the unique things about Pewaukee School District is that all of our schools are on a campus setting. So they're all located on the same 11 acres of land. Mm -hmm. One of the things that frustrates me as a candidate that would come in and say, well, could I have a map of your schools? You obviously have done no research because you don't need a map. If you know where one school is, they're all right here. (laughs) So um, doing basic research on the Internet about the school and knowing some basic facts really makes me feel like they want to work here and have done the research and, and understand what makes Pewaukee unique and why they think they might fit here. I really, one of the things that gets down to, okay, they're qualified for the job, they have a license, they can teach. Now I get down to fit Mm -hmm. and whether or not that teacher really is going to fit with our culture and our environment. 
and having a candidate come in and really tell me why they think they would be a great fit makes them stand out. So now that we've talked about kind of the application process, let's move on to interviewing. So what kind of questions do you ask in the interview? We ask a lot of behavioral interviewing questions. Mm -hmm. So we ask a lot of situational questions. For example, what would you do? How would you approach a student that's unmotivated to do work? How would you approach um, teaching reading in a lesson? So I'm going to look for specifics, specific behavioral issues to that job. Tell me what makes middle school students unique. Why did you choose to teach high school students versus elementary students? So I'm going to ask questions that are specific to that. Mm -hmm. What I'm looking for in a candidate's answers are things where they can actually apply the experience and or knowledge that they've learned. So I'm not looking for pat answers. I'm looking for things that they can actually pull from their background and give me specific examples. Because those examples then will tell me whether or not they're good at the job and whether they have a good understanding of of the knowledge that I need. Mm Mm-hmm. And what kind of qualities do you look for in an individual when you're interviewing them to really know if they're going to be a good fit for your culture? One of the things that's absolutely critical is um, communication skills. Mm -hmm. And I think every employer will tell you that. But someone that can present themselves in a professional manner, that's both in their their dress, their presence, um, the way that they approach people, look me in the eye, talk to me uh, fluently, Show enthusiasm and passion for what you're doing, too. One of the things that I need to see the love of students. Mm -hmm. I need to see that they're teaching because they really love to teach and they really want want to inspire students. If the answers they give me are about them and not students, it's not a good fit for me. I need to see that passion for wanting to teach kids. And I know it when I hear it. I know it when I see it. And the most passionate and enthusiastic candidates, that's what's going to come through in their answers. Okay. So what about, um, you know, someone who might be really passionate? They love students. They love teaching and inspiring students, but they're just really nervous. And it's hard for them to express that this is something they love, but they're just so nervous in the interview. Um, What kind of advice would you give those candidates? Okay. First of all, before you come and interview, you need to practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sit down with your best friend. Sit down with your mom. Sit down with a professor. Practice over and over again. Have them ask you questions. We understand everybody that comes to interview is nervous. Mm-hmm. I get it. But if you can get over that nervousness in the first 10, 15 seconds, take a deep breath listen to the question really carefully and just answer to the best of your ability. If you know your, first of all, if you know what you're talking about, people who know what they're talking about and can express it really well, they'll overcome their nervousness because they're really excited about what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that can start to overcome that nervousness. So the more you practice, the more you get over, get past, oh my gosh, this is an interview and start to really thinking about your answer and really talking about, this is why I love to teach. One of the questions we ask, for example, is why do you want to be a teacher? Okay. Okay. Simple question, but it it has a lot of depth to it. If people start talking passionately about why they want to be a teacher, they start to lose their nervousness because they know the answer. Right. They know why they want to be a teacher. So you really need to get over it. And that's why I try and do those icebreaker to really get past them 
you know, get things that they know really well. I'm not trying to trick them in an interview. I'm not trying to ask the hardest questions I can get through. I want to get them talking because I want to hear what they have to tell me and their qualifications, and I want to get to know them in a short period of time. So my goal is not to make you nervous or not to trick you with really hard questions. It's to get the information that I know is somewhere inside of you and get you to tell me that. Now, you mentioned that after the initial like 15, 20-minute pre-screening interview, you have um, a second interview where you have um, actual teachers who work for you interview this candidate. What kind of questions do those teachers ask? Those teachers have um, behavioral questions as well. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more in-depth now. So, for example, if we're interviewing a sixth-grade teacher, we'd have some other sixth-grade teachers come and interview because they're going to be part of that team. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're looking for fit. So they might ask more specific questions about, tell me what types of reading, reading programs that you've used. Tell me how you teach math. So we're going to ask some more specific teaching and learning types of questions because now we're beyond the basic qualifications. Now we're on to tell me about your teaching methods and how you, how you assess or how you grade students and um, how, you know, how, how can you tell that students are really learning. Mm-hmm. Those are the types of questions that the teachers are going to be asking. Now, um, one of the questions I was really looking forward to ask you, and you kind of answered this already, is how do you assess someone's teaching ability in an interview? And I think your solution of having them actually teach a lesson is great. So when they're teaching that lesson, what are some of the things that you look for? Well, one of the things we look for, what we will typically do is um, we will have them teach a lesson that the kids are actually learning now, okay? Mm -hmm. So, for example... um, Let's see. We'll give, we'll tell them that we're teaching ratios in math. Okay. Okay. So we'll say, can you please prepare a 30 minute lesson to teach fourth grade students on ratios? We won't give them specifics because I want to see how they're going to approach that. Okay. So one of the things we're looking for is how did they prepare the lesson? What lesson plans are they using? How are they? teaching the lesson. So, for example, what kind of introduction do they use? How do they introduce the lesson? How do they teach the lesson? What methods are they using? Are they using um, strictly like a stand up in front of the class and lecture? Mm -hmm. Or are they getting the students engaged? Um, How engaged are the students? Are their students falling asleep? How How is the teacher dealing with students that are perhaps misbehaving or not paying attention? So, And then how are they closing that lesson? So we're really looking for all of those things along the way. And it would be the same way that I would be judging any other teacher that I walk into their classroom and I'm I'm assessing their lesson for the day. We're really looking for how are they structuring that lesson. Whether they're an experienced teacher or whether they're a teacher right out of school, they should know the basics of teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, Some some teachers just have more talent than others. And that's the best way I can assess it is that really good teachers just have a natural talent and ability to be able to engage students and really be able to engage their learning and get them to, to achieve the objective for that lesson that, that day. What are the top three mistakes that candidates make when they're going through this interviewing process that you've seen kind of crop up over and over again? Oh boy, that's a really tough question. Top three mistakes. Um, one is being um, not prepared for the interview. Mm -hmm. So either they haven't done their research, 
um, have no idea anything about the district or anything about the position. They just come in and they just look like they're just looking for any kind of job. Right. Doesn't make me want to hire them. Mm-hmm. The second is not being prepared for the interview. They've never practiced. They've never had an interview before. They're just, they can't, they aren't listening to the questions. They're just spitting out information. And I don't, they're just not prepared for that interview. Mm-hmm. And the third mistake is probably when they get down to the final stages of really just letting themselves shine through. And that's hard for me to explain. But I know everybody, when they interview, they want to show their best foot forward. But I also want to see what they're really about and what they're, what they're really passionate about and what they really can bring to our organization. So, you know, smiling and showing me they have a personality and, and you know, show, letting the sense of humor come through because that's going to be able to allow me to really see who they really are. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yes, it does. So on the flip side of that, would you have any kind of like positive tips that you could give to um, our job seekers out there who are, you know, looking to go through this process and, you know, things that might just help them along a little bit? Okay, back to doing their research. Mm-hmm. You know, find out what school districts you really want to work for. Okay? okay. Find out which ones, you know, rather than I know everybody wants to find a job, but find out before you go to interview for that job, or maybe even before you apply, find out about that district, find out all about them. And you know, I'm old enough to remember how hard it was before the websites. Well, now there's no excuse because every school district has a website and there's lots of information available. So what is this district really good at and what do they really pride themselves at? What's their mission statement? Um, Maybe you can talk to some teachers that actually work there and find out why they like to work there. So they really need to do their research. Secondly, they need to be prepared if they get called for an interview. They need to make sure that they follow all the application instructions, make sure that their cover letter is addressed to the right right school district, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of times when I they forget, and you know how easy it is in Word, yeah. <laughs> that you put the wrong company on the wrong letter and you send it to the wrong district. Yeah. Okay, sorry, that's going to be bad. No spelling errors. If you're a teacher, you better have no spelling errors in your cover letter and such. Mm-hmm. Customize it for each district. Send a thank you letter. Okay. I know that sounds so, I can't tell you. I probably, I probably do in the range of about 100 to 150 interviews in a summer. And I probably get five thank you letters. And those five people stand out? They, it might it might make the impression. I'm not going to say that just because you send a thank you letter, you're going to get the job. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's a nice touch. Okay. And it might make the impression that might make me remember you from the interview, you know, from the other 30 people that I've seen. It can't hurt. And I know it's nice to send it to the principal as well. So, you know, it's just those nice touches that you can do that really make you stand out. Be professional. Be nice to everybody, including the secretaries at the front desk. Because okay. if you're rude to the secretaries up front, I'm going to hear about it. All and right. if you're rude to them, chances are you're going to get a pass. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, just be professional and nice and tell us why, why we should hire you. Well, unfortunately, we are running out of time today. I just want to thank you, Susan, for coming in and sharing this expert advice with us. Thank you very much. It has been a, my pleasure to talk with you today. 
Well, thank you. Now to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljanradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, just send me an email at aljanradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with Aljan Radio, and I'll see you next time.